Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. The New York Post has reported that Franciscan friar Fidelis Mosinski of the Bronx and two other pro-life advocates uh, from New York were sentenced to 90 days in jail and fined $500 on Tuesday for entering an abortion facility and um, sharing uh, pro-life options with women who were abortion-minded and sitting there and then refusing to leave. And uh, joining me right now to tell us about this particular rescue um, and about the, uh, the court's uh, handling of these rescuers, we've got Chris Bell. Chris is co-founder with Father Benedict Rochelle of Good Counsel Homes, which provide help for homeless pregnant women in need. He's married to uh, an early pro-life heroine, uh, Joan Andrews Bell, uh, and you can learn more of uh, Chris's work at goodcounselhomes.org. Chris, good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Al, very much for having me and for mentioning Good Counsel and wanting to know more about Father Fidelis. Yeah, please. And also uh, comrades uh, Matt uh, Connolly and, and uh, Will Goodman. Uh, they entered a uh, White Plains, New York, it's the county seat in uh, in Westchester County, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, abortion mill in November, November twenty second, and peacefully, quietly sat in the waiting room and handed out roses uh, to the women who were waiting, who had scheduled abortions. And on the roses was some paper attached with phone numbers to local crisis pregnancy centers and and national helplines. Uh, and that's, you know, that's the, the simple essence. Now, mm-hmm. the staff, as soon as they saw the roses, were uh, agitated, upset, because they uh, obviously were aware of what Red Rose Rescue is. And this is this is really the essence of Red Rose Rescue. You're bringing in a rose into an abortion mill. Now, again, in this particular abortion facility, they don't like to have men up there at all. So mm-hmm. our three men had to... Uh, rush the stairs, if you will, and get through a, a door, which they they did again, not harming, pushing, shoving anyone. Right. But once they were there, and the staff was telling them to leave, they didn't. They called the police immediately. Uh, it didn't take long for local officers to arrive. However, it took over two hours before uh, Father and the others were arrested because the police were begging and pleading and, and trying to negotiate. Right. And, and and I think I think I could say objectively they probably didn't want to uh, arrest a priest. Right. And right. uh and uh there were I was outside, there were other sidewalk counselors, pro lifers out there. Um some women were talked to, uh at least one couple was very agitated and tried to push their way um through the door, which the you know the police were going in and out of, and I say push their way in because even the police were saying you know you really uh, well they weren't saying you can't go in there, but they you know they were busy yeah, right. in and no, out, that's, up and down. Yeah, I mean, well, something's going on here. Uh, yeah, there were at least half a dozen police cars on the street, uh, 
and you know it, it didn't look like a very welcoming neighborhood I mean, right. your, your average person walking by was probably going to walk on the other side of the street or avoid the the neighborhood at this point <laughs> and so uh so father and uh, matt and will were saying in, in in talking to the police you know we're we're like first responders we're here to help we we want the killing to stop uh and when the police said we have to do our job father you have to leave we want to need to take you out uh, and they were saying, no, we're, we're not going to leave. We're going to stay here. Uh, and, and the judge in court uh, the other day uh, this this week said, you you, uh, uh, you all perjured yourself. You called yourself first responders. Well, they weren't pretending to be, you know, uh, emergency medical technicians. Right, right. They were trying to explain, look, we're here to help. And the judge, obviously, in his sentencing and, and in all his condemnatory remarks, was overlooking the fact that babies were being killed. And so Father yep. said in court this week, you know, uh, quoting Isaiah, he says, I'm going to quote Isaiah, woe to those who call evil good and, and good evil and, and abortion. Uh, you know, woe to, actually, he then went on to say, woe to those who call abortion health care because it's, it, 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 it's a hedonist crime. Right. And, and any right-thinking, objective person knows you have a life at conception, the baby grows, uh, doctors will uh, affirm that in the first 30 days, from conception to day 30, more growth and development occurs in the human body than at any other time in your entire life. Yeah. Cell division and, and all the organs mm-hmm. formed. And, and that's before a woman is even sure she's pregnant. And uh, so three months, that's the maximum, because uh, they were charged with trespass, and that was the maximum uh, that they could be given, wow. and that's the prosecutor asked, plus $500 fines, and uh, I think this is typical, a $200 surcharge and a $50, they call it DNA fee. And each of the rescuers said very uh, directly, very honestly, I will not pay the fine. I will not pay the fine. And then the judge responded each time because he sentenced them individually. Um, then you will be back here on February 2nd, 2023, and you will, uh, to one of them, you said you'll spend another month in jail. To the others, you said you'll, you'll be jailed until you pay the fine. So yeah. I don't know if there's a, a fine fee or what. But, uh, and they won't pay the fine, just so, so people understand. They won't pay the fine because they don't want to participate in the system which is protecting uh, the killing of children. Exactly. It's not a matter of they don't have the money. Um, they don't want to assist those who are, as you said, protecting yeah. children yeah. who are being killed. So the other thing, if anybody wants further details, if you like, yeah, write to Father Fidelis, which, by the way, you have to call Father Fidelis Christopher Moshinsky, and I believe this is spelled out on the Facebook page because that's his baptismal name. Uh, they are not referring to him as a priest. Uh, the judge did not refer to him or recognize his uh, uh, priestly uh, oh. um, uh, name. And Interesting. Just kept okay. Him Mr. Mashinsky. Um, uh, and you can go to the Red Rose Rescue Facebook page. So go to Facebook, type in Red Rose Rescue, very simply. The page will come up and the information on how to write to them. If you wish to put money in their commissary, uh, that's okay. Uh, they're not asking for it, but, but if you wish to help that way, that's fine. Um, you can only write letters, very simple letters, no pictures, no postcards, no photographs, no um, holy cards, just a letter on a piece of paper in blue or black ink, uh, and you have to have your return address on the outside of the envelope. I think that's a little spelled out there. 
Um, that, that's just the way it is when you, when you write to someone in jail. And of course, pray for them. And they would say, they've told me, more importantly, pray for an end to abortion yeah. in every state and territory and throughout the world. And if you would, please go out to your local abortionist, whether it's a Planned Parenthood or an office or a hospital, go there and pray. Please pray. When there's one person praying, even if you don't hold a sign or you're, you don't have rosaries, you're just simply quietly in front of that abortionist's office on the sidewalk. Uh, it's legal in this country still. It's a First Amendment right, completely. If you're there, it does disrupt the evil going on inside. Monsignor yeah. Riley, the founder of the Helpers of God's Precious Infant, which Father Fidelis follows very closely also, he, on the first Saturday of every month, in Old St. Patrick's Cathedral in Manhattan. He will have the Mass, and then we have a quiet rosary percent. Well, quiet. It's quiet for us, but the other side is, is now screaming and yelling more vociferously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we go to Planned Parenthood two blocks away, and we pray the rosary there and then come back. Monsignor Riley says, if one person is praying in front of an abortionist, it wreaks havoc inside. And it's not because of anything you say out loud or do. This is a spiritual battle. Yeah. And we need people to be there yes. when the children are being killed. Yeah. And as we have noted in our post-abortion healing ministries, and, and I want everyone to know also, because we all know, every one of us adults in the United States knows someone who's had an abortion, we have to be the bearers of the message that God forgives. Right. And even if someone is not religious mm -hmm. uh, or says, oh, I, I'm so happy I had my abortion, my life is better, they need to hear you say, I'm sorry, and I know God forgives. Because at some point in that person's life, and I have talked to women in nursing homes at the end of their life who bitterly regret and are looking for God's forgiveness. Yeah. And yeah. so if you say that now, they may not respond positively, they may even laugh at you, but believe me, it's important for everyone to hear the word, I know God forgives, and if someone says, I've had an abortion, I'm sorry that you did. Yeah. Because you're sorry. We're so Of course we're sorry. A child is lost, and, uh, and their life is, is scarred. One woman recently, in front of Planned Parenthood in Manhattan, told another one of our prayerful cyborg counselors, she said, oh, do you know when your baby died? Because she was holding a sign saying, I regret my abortion. And uh, our cyber counselor remained quiet at that moment, and the woman said, well, my baby would be 14 years old today. Mm, wow. So how much does that say to you yeah. that she knows the age, yep. the time? She's living with that fact yep. every day since the abortion, and she's out there yelling and screaming at pro-lifers yeah. trying to pray wow. because she's upset. It's unhealed. Well, it's unrequited trauma. These these three faithful men of God uh, call to mind Daniel chapter 3, where you've got uh, three faithful men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I, I think, uh, I don't know if it was you or Monica that uh, drew that analogy, but yes. I think it's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I, I wrote that. It, it, it's very clear, isn't it? It seems very clear. You think of three men <laughs> yeah. being thrown in the fire right. for not obeying, not obeying a government decree <laughs> to really bow down and worship a false god. I mean, abortion is obviously worshiping a false god, and uh, and, and Father Fidelis and, and Matt 
uh, Connolly, Will Goodman, or those three good men today. Now, thank you, Al. Yeah, sure. Just tell us one more time where people can get more information. Oh, yeah. At the Red Rose Rescue Facebook page. So go on Facebook, just type in Red Rose Rescue. Got it. It'll come up, and you can find out how to write and, and support them and pray. All right. Hey, Chris, thanks so much.